me start say thank you. I have been truly amazed and honored by the amount of comments that I received in the last week about the episode number one. And I really like the kind of feedback I received, so I tried to, to change something already. This is amazing because, you know, this is my podcast, but somehow can become also your podcast with this feedback. And I like giving back a little bit of the energy that uh, you give me when I receive comments and feedback via social media or WhatsApp or whatever mean you have to reach out to me. I'm Luigi Liguori and that's Life of a Product Manager and that's episode number two. This week on my agenda there are three points that made the cut and these are the points where I think everyone somehow passed through in his, in his career. And uh, it's nice, and I and I thought that uh, you know this week some of these things happened, so I I felt like um, it was good to to share this thing with you. As usual, nothing is scripted, so I will just go with the flow. The first point on my agenda is the difference between being a product manager and being a problem manager. It is an interesting uh, moment where in your career you understand or you start to think about where you're going and you understand that maybe you are not going in the direction you were expecting. And that's a moment where you need to have a critical analysis and think about all the things that are holding you from becoming who you want to be and achieving your full potential. And I think that's one of the key things to think about when you are a product manager. One of the things that keeps most of the people in a quite basic state in the job is what I said before, it's the problem manager. When you are a product manager, you need to put a box around the, the word problem and make sure this box does not expand. Because in the moment uh, you start to become a problem manager, your perception of your work and the impact of your work decline very fast. And that's where I think the magic is somehow uh, happening. If you are able to identify the problems, but you are able to transform them into opportunities, then you are basically keeping that box compressed. But if you instead are becoming the kind of person that looks at the problem and wants to fix all the problem, then you are jumping to this box and being basically lost. And sometimes you don't understand this box is very small, but you have that perspe- this perception. So what I would advise to people listening is when you are a product manager, you need to focus about the opportunities, you need to focus about the unmet needs of uh, your consumers. There is an important part that is about the problem, because generally behind the problem there is always a risk, but in the moment you start to manage too many of them, in the moment you start to manage too many problems, you start to lose completely the grip on uh, where you are going with your product and also as a person. And there are some uh, interesting moments in your life where if you are lucky to arrive to this consideration, you can do something and actively steer the wheel of this of your car to somewhere else, to some to something that is better. 
or actually, to say different words, to stick the wheel of your car to your product management path and not to your problem management path. Because in the end, when you are a product manager, you focus on um, the vision, you focus on um, really how to make this, uh, this product something uh, unique. While instead, when you are focusing on the problem, you are just focusing on fixing things one after the other. And the risk, as I said before, when you jump into this box, it may be very, very, very small, a small box of problems, but it may be very deep and you got completely lost in this sea of problems that you lose the end goal. And um, there are a couple of moments where you notice this, uh, this problem and um, there are a couple of uh, uh, alert or red flags, call it as you want it, when you basically, you are in this box and you are going too deep. In the moment you are building feature and you are not able to explain the why and uh, also think about maybe different alternatives. These are two clear signs that you are in this box and you are droning in it. You need to always be able to explain the why behind you do certain features or you want to do certain features and you need to always somehow feel in, feel in control of that and um, find the alternatives. If you are not able to do that, these are the two big red flags that something is not going as should be and that you should definitely start to focus on uh, something different or actually you should adjust your wheel and see, okay, I'm looking at the things from the wrong perspective. And to find this different perspective, um, there is some self-reflection needed. It happened to me, I would say six months ago, I was heavily into this box and I have to say thanks to my colleagues I was able to, to go out of this and I was able to see things from a different perspective. The problem is that you have people around you that can help you to go out but you need to do a lot of work on yourself and unfortunately it doesn't matter how much work you do sometimes you can always end up being again in this box and going too deep in it. So. Be aware of this, think about this idea of this box and think about how you can avoid to go too deep. You need to start to look at problems, but make sure that solving problems doesn't become your main job. And that's, I think, one of the, of the beauty of this, um, of this job, where you can actively change the world, make intangible things, and you can drive your product at the same time, you need to balance it with all the other things around. Problem is one of that, but there are different things around it as well. But my advice is focus on the product and on the, um, on the problem, because in the end, these problems may be bigger or smaller. It, re it really depends how big are for your consumer. I was attending one um, meeting in um, last, I think, last, I would say three weeks ago, and one of the person at meetings said, what we think is important, but what our customers think is crucial. So when you are in that box, because everyone gets there, don't go down, don't go too deep before you ask your consumer, how big is that problem? But when that problem is small, you need to be very good in jump out of that box, 
understand that it may not be super critical for your consumer and focus on the big picture, focus on what really matters. And that's, I think, the key. This was point number one, difference between being a product manager and a problem manager. I think the difference from a semantic point of view can be very small, but the impact, the reality, specifically in life of a product manager, it may be quite big. For me, striving to perfection, it's, first of all, something in my DNA, and I'm very happy to work for a company that strives to perfection. However, what happens, you need to plot this uh, road to perfection versus time to markets. And focusing on what really matters, it sounds very easy and sounds also normal, but it is not always everywhere. And also the impact of your product, it's definitely somewhere in this plot where you need to make sure that your idea reaches the market as fast as you can to don't lose your competitive advantage. And on the other side, you need to make sure that addresses a certain percentage of the needs of a user. This is a key thing because basically, if you start to think with a time to market perspective, you notice that the role of the MVP, it becomes super critical. You can't think to make an MVP that addresses more than a certain percentage of what your user really need. And that's why connecting to this there is the role of prioritization. When you are able to have a good prioritization and you are able to tie it to your MVP and you have a very short release cycle and your idea can go to market, in that moment you may not realize it, but you are building your competitive advantage versus other people because you are able to test, to iterate and to bring to market ideas faster than your competitors. And that's a key thing. The trap, as I said before, it's in being perfectionist. Because true that everyone strives to perfection, but when you, to be, when you become a perfectionist, implies also that this time to market may be delayed. Of course, I'm not saying we need to be superficial, that is completely the other side. But we need to keep in mind a key matrix in product management, time to market. It's an interesting thing, and if you think about the greatest success or the greatest flops in terms of products in the last 10 years, most of the time, it's about time to market. And the reason why they, are, they, they were not successful is because they want to spend too much time in making that first iteration good, even too good for what the consumer were willing to, to, to see and to pay. This is also a very important part. When you look at time to market and you decide to stretch your time to market and say, hey, it will take one month more because I have this idea to do this thing better. You need to make sure that that extra time, it is fully validated by your consumer. Let me put it in that way. If you have to release a new car and you delay it, 
because you want to have uh, a specific uh, part that is super customized uh, and where the user can write his initials, just to make an example, you need to be very sure that this is something that's going to be so good that the user will immediately prioritize your, your, your product versus the one of another brand. If not, you're just losing time and you are losing, you are diluting your competitive advantage. Being able to exactly know what consumer wants is also impossible. You may have marketing intelligence, you can have surveys. There are different ways where you can get this information. However, I think it's uh, very, very, very difficult being able to have 100% certainty. And that's where basically you need to be very good in um, decide what to launch. I think that it was Barack Obama that said that no one will have 100% of certainty that something will be good and that something will be as we were expecting. So what you need is having at least 51% of feeling that this thing will go, will go in the right direction, having some data points, some insights or whatever, whatever make you feel that. If you feel that, you go to market. And that's a key thing, being able to time your time to market, sorry for the word game, and being able to understand what users are willing to pay for, and if that delay is worth that, that waiting time. That is a key thing, and I really encourage every young product manager listening to structurally think about this. It's a key moment, and if you are able to identify the right moment for your time to market, then you are building a competitive advantage that is going to take time before someone will take away from you. That's very, very, very important. This was point number two, the difference between being perfectionist and strive to perfection. Point number three, it's about something that I encountered this week. It is basically how you deal with people that are not doing okay or people that are not meeting your expectations. These are two different things. Let's start first with the people are not doing okay. As a manager, you need to be super aware of what is happening in your team and as a team member, even more, because as I always say, without your team, either you are an individual contributor or you are a team manager, you are nothing. And that's basically the key point. You need to have this set of soft skills to really understand what's going on and being able to create a sort of safe environment where everyone can talk and, you know, if someone is not doing okay, can openly say why and you can work together on something. It can really make the difference in the long, in the long term. It's also very good um, not only trying to fix the problem immediately, but also trying to understand why that person gets into that, um, into that uh, mood or into that situation. It's a little bit like, okay, we have a hole in this boat, fine, we can fix it. But the question is why there was a hole in the first stage. And for me, as, um, as a problem manager, that's always uh, the key thing to understand. The root cause of, of things is not only with people, also for other problems. And the reality is that, yeah, sometimes this, um, 
this this root cause it's uh, very big. So the, dif- the, the the difference is that yeah, you cannot fully fix it permanently. But what you can do with uh, this set of soft skills uh, and um, with the help of empathy is preparing the, um, the the persons around you to a potential problem and make sure that together you pass it. We were talking about boats before. You know that there may be a storm. You need to prepare your team that can be the storm and together you go through it. And this is great because there are a lot of benefits. First of all, your team start to see you as a sort of rele- or a sort of leader, not only because you are that manager, but because also you are able to forecast the future. Second thing is that you are able to make the team even stronger. Because let's be honest, in the difficult moments, you see when your team is really doing uh, its best and it's really working as a team. It happens in every in every moment. It happens on sports level, it happens in a company, you name it. Really, the biggest team reaction happens in difficult moments. But that's key because basically you are able then to avoid that, you know, a person is not doing well, can somehow also find the strength of the people around him to be lifted up and, you know. But then what you do when someone is not meeting your expectation? That's, I think, a different set of problem. Let's be honest, we have expectation about everything. People, services, products, you name it. And generally, these expectations are also specific on products and services related to the amount of money we are paying. About people, I think it's about the potential of people. If someone, in my view, has huge potential, I also see that there, there are always expectations, and high expectations in the sense. I have had the pleasure in the last six years to work with a brilliant designer from China. I don't want to mention the name because I don't know if she would be okay to me to mention her name, but she, if she's listening, she will definitely understand what I'm talking about her. It's a her. So um, basically, I saw a huge potential in her and I was having always high expectations about her work. And I have to say, there's been almost Actually, not almost. There never been a moment where my expectations were uh, not um, met, met. Actually, every time she was producing work above my expectation, just to tell you how this person is talented. But when someone is not instead doing this, I think that you have to be very honest uh, with this person and just say what you what you are feeling and discuss what you need to do. But in a very rational way, I encountered a situation last week where I saw that people were more using their stomach rather than their brain explain to people why there were, there were different expectations. And that's basically something that I think it's not right. You need to always give the possibility to people to, of course, understanding what you're feeling, but it needs to be very rational and never emotional because 
It's always a matter of how you have a feedback landing on a person. And when you are very emotional, that feedback, in my experience, never lands as it should be. When instead you are very rational and you explain point by point why certain expectations are not met, I think it becomes better and um, it opens automatically a way, uh, or actually a door, more than a way, on improvements. And that's, I think, what everyone should definitely look for. So when someone is not meeting your expectation, just try to be very um, rational in giving a feedback. And you see that immediately people will start to think on a way of improving and they will be able also to think about, think about how things can be improved together. And when you start to implement and improve things, things together, I think it's definitely a great achievement. So that's it for episode number two. This is Life of a Product Manager. I'm Luigi Liguori and as usual, we will uh, be here again next Monday, 7 a.m. sharp. If you like this episode, please share it with your friend. If you didn't like it, share it with your best enemies. It's going to be fine anyway. See you next Monday, 7 a.m. sharp. Ciao!